Welcome to the very first episode of the ArcDocs podcast. The focus of this podcast is of building information modeling or BIM. This podcast will be recorded weekly and available on all social media platforms. If you like the podcast, make sure to like, comment, share to your friends and all your colleagues. You will now be listening to the voices of Mr. Rolf Montague and Pat Slattery. So welcome to the ArcDocs podcast. Uh, this is something new for us. We blame our colleague Ryan Ford <laughs> for convincing us to do this. Uh, my name is Ralph Montague. I'm the managing partner of ArcDocs, um, my, uh, architect by background, and uh, I'm here with my business partner, Pat Slattery. Yeah, Pat. also a founding partner of ArcDocs. And uh, my background is in construction technology and um, spent on many years starting working on drawing boards in the early 80s and um, seeing how people produced information then. And uh, being there at the sort of introduction of CAD um, into offices in the sort of late 80s, early 90s and seeing the problems that that caused as well. Um, people getting lazy in the way that they produced information and produce drawings, you know, copy and pasting without properly checking and maintaining information. Sounds like you're giving away um, your age, Pat. <laughs> I'm old. I know I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I've been there, harping back to the days of drawing boards. So we don't have any real agenda today because this is the first of the podcast, so we will mm. be a bit more organised going forward but this this is really just to introduce ArcDocs and ourselves and uh, get a conversation going um, maybe just you know my background is uh, as I said is in architecture um, I'm originally from South Africa I moved to Ireland in 2000 been working in the sector for 25 years um, Pat and I actually worked together in an architectural practice you know before we started ArcDocs uh, working on major projects so I suppose we've got a lot of experience of where where things go wrong and uh, you know how technology can help and, and that's why we got together and, and started ArcDocs. Yeah, technology can help if it's used properly, I think as I was alluding to there. Um, I think CAD introduced a lot of problems into the way that we produce information and I think through the, the boom years in Ireland here from sort of 2000 up to 2008, 2009. There was a lot of bad practice in terms of the way information was created and information was managed. Both myself and Ralph trying to manage large teams within an architectural practice where the solutions seemed to be throw more bodies at it rather than try to manage the process properly. So we did see the need for a better way of working. So would you say that that's what um kind of brought us together was this kind of idea that there must be a better way of doing this. <laughs> I'd say. You know, you, and you know, we, we were exploring BIM, this is many years ago, but it's yeah. you know, over 10 years ago, we were, wasn't, was it even called BIM then? I'm not sure, but it was you know, information modeling and 3D modeling. Yeah, I think, I mean, originally it was to see how, I mean, from my point of view, to see how we could produce better um, information better drawings for projects and um, coordinated information you know coordinated drawings um, and try to cut out all of the the manual checking of drawings to make sure that plans and elevations match that sections are taken through the same building even um, in a set of drawings finding better ways to do that it's developed a bit beyond that um, since we started Doc Docs, but I think that's probably where I started anyway yeah so 
So, so I suppose the reason we're doing this podcast was um, is part of this exploring new technologies and ways of sharing ideas and reaching more people with some of the thing the things we've learned over the last ten years uh, and getting a conversation going. Uh, I think it's fair to say we feel like the adoption of BIM has been quite slow over the last mm-hmm. ten years. I like you would. I certainly wouldn't have expected it to be so slow. You know, and you know, I know there's reasons for that. We had a major recession and and various other things. But just, I just find people are very, you know, technology just not being embraced. And uh, so we want to get more conversations going about that mm-hmm. as why why that might be and uh, what can we do to overcome it? Because there's definite um, benefits, like far-reaching benefits for everybody and And one of the things I'd like to see us do over these podcasts is try and dispel some of the myths that have grown up around BIM I mean what BIM can and can't do what BIM's used for what BIM is I mean there's a lot of people out there who either don't fully understand it or are promoting a different view of BIM from what it really is so to try and get a clearer you know, definition of what it is and how people can use it and the benefits that people can get out of it. Like the the building industry, for me anyway, is fascinating. It's, you know, like buildings impact on everybody. Like, so we work in buildings, we live in buildings, society is made up of built infrastructure, not only vertical buildings, but roads, waterways, bridges, you know, like, and what, what we've achieved through building uh, is incredible and uh, and the most advanced societies have the most advanced built environments and, and that just continues to to be fascinating but then at the same time there's incredible problems with quite traditional ways of working with paper documents which uh, translate into massive cost overruns significant f- failures in terms of quality um, you know, uh, impact on the environment. Like buildings are responsible for over forty percent of you know the carbon emissions. So you know, so on the one hand, it's really exciting, and on the other hand, it creates a lot of problems. And we're just trying to, I suppose, um, bring solutions to to that environment. Absolutely, and cost cost is a huge problem. I mean, we've seen that in the news in Ireland. You know, on some of our government projects recently, you know, cost overruns because projects aren't being fully um, considered or fully designed out um, and fully um, analysed um, before they go too far. Um, people taking shortcuts, and I think BIM can help with all of this if it's implemented properly. I mean, if it's not implemented properly, then it can just add to the uh, to the problems. So it needs a proper considered plan and a proper buy-in from everybody involved in the project yeah and that, that's fa- that's what's always fascinated me about BIM uh, for many years now is the fact that you can virtually construct you know, a building in software and you can fully consider it as you say you know make sure it's going to work make sure everything's going to fit together you know identify issues in that environment where it's easy and cheap to resolve those issues uh, before executing the work on site with uh, real materials and putting real people's lives in danger <laughs> you know so um, you know, I really believe the more we can do within that digital environment before we you know begin to do work on site the better 
Um, well, there's lots of obstacles around that, but you know, that's the general principle is build the building twice. You know, I suppose, and that's why we started ArcDocs. We, we realized that many people didn't think like that. And, and, and also people, we've, we felt people would need help with implementing the technology and the, you know, so we, fo- we decided to focus what we do on providing advice and support and then coupled with that training and, and even production resources to, to inject uh, a level of um, technology into building projects. Yeah, that's what drives me. That's what yeah. excites to, me about. To start with, we were, you know, our focus was on sort of because of our background on architecture and design part of, of the design process. Um, but it very quickly became clear that, you know, everyone in the industry needed to understand BIM and to get engaged in BIM. So our, our client base and, and our, our reach is sort of right across the industry now from contractors to clients to developers building owners designers and it's getting all of those people around the table and getting all of those people involved in the BIM process that starts to make it much more exciting yeah I suppose on the one hand it's all of this stuff is exciting but then there's a there's a there's a frustration as well when you you come across um, people who just don't want to change you know they, they just want to hang on to sort of old and outdated ways of working and you know they don't want to sort of consider the impact that the work that they do might have on other people and uh, even down the line um, in, when it comes to exchanging information and how people are able to use and process that information so you know so there's I think we probably didn't I think it's fair to say, Pat, we didn't, consider, we didn't start out as an organization who wanted to educate people, but what we found as we brought these ideas to the market is, what, is that the, you know, almost, the, you could say the majority of the market were not thinking in this way of improving design and construction and even the operations of building. And so we, we ended up having to explain <laughs> to a lot of people you, you know why this was important, and you know, you know what the impact was going to be, and for everybody, and what the benefits were, and and so we we got we got into a lot more education, I suppose, than we thought we might. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot a lot of what we do, you know, what we've had to do is is change management, um, and to try and get people to change the way that they work and change the way that they think about their role and what they do, which has been challenging getting people to change the way they work can be difficult yeah. um, and trying to make people or, or enable people to see you know why they should change and, and why it's important to them and to the industry you know that they do change um, can be challenging I think the highlight for me has been some of the support we've we've been given through uh, various organizations uh, mm-hmm. prom- you know to support this idea or that we had of um, providing a consultancy service to to bring technology and digital processes to the market. Um, so, the, you know, the, the, the Royal Institute of Architects, for instance, were one of the first organizations that invited us to to speak at their conference. Was that, that was back in 2009, I think. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, the, the president at the time, Sean O'Leary, a fantastic guy, just 
visionary in the way he thinks as well, um, gave us the opportunity to present that and that you know, led to some of the initial engagements with project teams. The Construction IT Alliance, CETA, have been very supportive. Uh, I think in 2010 they gave us an opportunity to present at one of their events and that, that actually led to quite a, a long engagement with CETA and, and BIM becoming quite a central subject in the way CETA has uh, conducted. Which has been quite an important part of getting the message out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Enterprise Island have been really supportive and you know that has led to um, development of the National BIM Council and an Enterprise Island bringing a group of private private and public sector leaders together to write a roadmap for how construction in Ireland can transition into a digital way of working Um, and all of this has actually had a lot of impact I think on um, on industry and 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 you know, ten years ago, you might may have said Ireland is behind, you know, in the adoption of digital. But what's becoming apparent now is that we're catching up quite quickly. I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in some ways, you look back ten years, and it seems like a long time. And how has it taken us so long to get here? <laughs> in other words, when you sort of outline it the way that you did just there, Ralph, um, a lot has happened, and there's a lot of industry bodies and industry people out there who have helped and engaged in it. Yeah, it's been good. So yeah, we look forward to more of that. And uh, the government now, the Irish government, have sort of set out a mandate in 2017. Yeah, that's led to a public BIM group being set up. So a number of uh, public organisations that are looking at BIM and on their projects. And the mandate obviously kicks in this year and is spread over the next three years. So starting with complex projects, medium projects, simple projects. Um, that's fantastic to see how that's all coming together and you know aligning with what's happening in Europe and globally so you know digital really is now embedded uh, it's not mainstream I think that's fair to say but it's embedded and it's um, you could see now that it's not going away I think it's people realize you know we, we can't keep making the same mistakes um, and, and you know, we have to do things in a better way. We have to be more frugal with our resources, not only human resources, but material resources. Um, you know, so we, we have to plan things better. We have to be uh, organized in the way we execute projects. Yeah, I do find on projects now, um, there's a more willingness um, to engage. There's a more willingness or, or more capability um, out there for people to engage um, in the BIM process on projects whereas a few not too many years back there would have been huge resistance from teams or just an inability for teams to deliver through BIM I mean that's improved a lot in the last few years and I think what's interesting in what we're doing as consultants is when we join projects we're bringing that sort of 10 years of experience working on you know broad range of projects as you said and thinking to a team and to distill very quickly uh, the issues that need to be resolved and you know obviously people can try this out themselves and just kind of give it a go but it's much better if you've got somebody in the team who's been through it a few times and learn learn from other people's mistakes exactly (laughs) so um, yeah so I think where we are participating directly in projects 
you know we've we've had an impact as well in that you know there's been projects we've been invited to into with that were definitely not going down the road of BIM and we've managed to kind of turn them around you know with everybody's uh, su support etc but I mean we, we brought strategies that would um, you know help people make sure that BIM was used and was used properly and it was going to bring value it wasn't just a, a box ticking exercise um, yeah and then you can stand back and look at other projects where maybe BIM is, isn't being used and you can see them going through the, 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 the usual failure cycles and, uh, and or you can watch people sort of attempting to do BIM without expert advice you know and making mistakes that we made 10 years ago. <laughs> and when people see it working and working properly they get very enthusiastic about it and the whole thing starts to to flow and build up its own momentum. Um, I think when people see BIM being implemented badly you know, they just uh, resist more and more and it gets harder and harder to uh, to encourage people along the road yeah it's always fast i don't know about you it's always fascinating to see people when you bring them into the model and you know so it's like they suddenly understand yeah. what they designing or yeah, building well, or planning to build you know or, and and very quickly can see potential issues that may have only been identified months later absolutely um you know so I think most yeah. industry professionals, or a lot of industry professionals at least, you know, can't read 2D drawings properly, mm -hmm. um, and 2D drawings don't communicate the design properly. So showing people it in 3D really is hugely beneficial. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, don't think people appreciate it, because those moments where people see a potential error in a model, which can then be resolved in the model, which would have saved hundreds of thousands of euros, you know, if that mistake came up later, you know, I, I don't think people measure that and appreciate the value that BIM brings. Uh, yeah, so I think often people think BIM is just, you know, an exercise that you're doing and, and often forget why you're doing it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it might even be painful if it's the first time you're doing BIM and you're learning, you know, you say, well, why the hell am I doing this? But you know, it's that moment where you've identified a, a major issue which would have uh, cost the, yeah. the project time or money or both or cost somebody their lives or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and then people forget to measure that and say, well, that's the reason we were doing. It's not measured because it's sort of built in. It's become part of the way we do business. You know, it's, it's just the waste is, is accounted for you know, in the budgets for projects and nobody actually measures you know, yeah, but we can't, how much that we is. We can't continue to do that. Like we can't, uh, we've got to build so many more buildings with population growth and urbanization and, you know, so we can't just continue to waste so no, much material absolutely, and absolutely. so much time. Uh, yeah. We don't have enough time to yeah. build all the buildings we, we need to build, you know, in the same way we did it 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's, that's becoming evident now in the way we deliver infrastructure, even in Ireland. You know, we're not delivering enough housing, we're not delivering enough healthcare, we're not delivering enough educational facilities. You know, so there's shortfalls everywhere across. What, what we do deliver is costing too much, it's running over budget, it's running over time. Yeah. It's just, it's just a not acceptable way of working. And we 
probably one of the most expensive places to build. You know, just a high labor rates and you know, there's just so many reasons to to look at new ways of working and uh, the evidence that is it's not is out there. So BIM has been around for you know thirty years, and uh, I would say it's been fully matured for at least twenty years. And we can't we can't fix those problems without a radical change to the way the industry works. Mm-hmm. Um, and BIM is that opportunity, you know, to change the way the industry works and to give a radical change, you know, and radical benefits. It's not just a small tweak to the industry. It's a it's a radical overhaul to the way the industry works. So I think what we're trying to do as a company and with this podcast is um, we, we're trying to facilitate and enable others to become more strategic in the way they work, more digital, uh, less wasteful, more productive. Um, and allow them to do that quickly and efficiently. Yeah, um, and, and share, share some of the expertise we've gained over the the last 10 years um, to to help and in fact our, our kind of tagline is enable and support BIM yeah that's what we want to do is uh, as a business we want to do that across yeah uh, many many projects and as far as we can reach <laughs> uh, and as technology and uh, software develop um, as they have developed over the last 10 years and continue to develop people can't stop learning they still need you know, to be shown new ways of working, new ways of doing things. So I hope this this podcast idea helps that achieves some of that objective. Um, I think plans we've discussed with the team here are to for others to share some of their ideas. Um, you know, we have a range of people in the business, fantastic people with different expertise in different areas, and uh, you know that's that that'll be good. Um, we'll also. I think the suggestion is bring in some industry guests and uh, yeah, just in general have a place for people to come and uh, join the conversation yeah. about them. So, uh, it's a hugely exciting area and a hugely you know, encouraging area for the industry to get engaged in. Mm-hmm.